0: Hey y'all, my name is Alex Meyer.
1: I'm Ben Mathis.
0: We are part of the Emerging Scholars Program and today we are being joined by Dr. Drake Lavender, Director of Rural Programs at the University of Alabama. Uh,
1: thank you for joining us today, Dr. Lavender. Do you want to um... Take this time in the beginning to introduce yourself to the folks listening at home. Sure, sure. Um, my name is Drake
0: Lavender. Uh, I am originally from Utah, Alabama, in Greene County. Um, I'm a family physician, associate professor of uh, family internal and rural medicine here at the College of Community College of Community Health Sciences. Um, I. Uh, I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor growing up and uh, found my way to um, the Rural Medical Scholars Program uh, when I was here in undergrad at UA. And um, Since then, I uh, completed medical school at UAB, Um, I completed a family medicine residency here in Tuscaloosa, I practiced for 10 years in Gordo, Alabama in rural Pickens County And uh, then in 2014, I came back here full-time, and um, three years ago, I took over as director of rural programs, so sort of a full circle um, back to where I started. Um, I'm now the director of the program that kind of gave me my start uh, in rural medicine, so that's me. Cool. Yeah. Our first question is, for those interested in pursuing a career in rural health, what programs does the University of Alabama offer to get them involved? So, uh, back in 1993, we started a program called the Rural Health Scholars Program. Uh, The Rural Health Scholars is actually a program for students between their junior and senior years of high school. Um, where they come in to the University of Alabama. They take two courses during the summer t- first summer term um, for credit and they stay in the dormitories here. They also um, have exposure to different types of, of healthcare professions uh, via field trips and seminars. Um, this is specifically for students from rural underserved areas. Um, We have 20 to 25 students who complete that each year. Um, We also have a program that's specific for minority students uh, between their senior year of high school, so between graduation and the beginning of college. So that's also a summer program, also in summer term one. Uh, They also come in and and complete a very similar curriculum to the rural health scholars that I just described. just starting this year, we have a program uh, specific for students who are in college who are interested in a career in rural medicine. And um, that is open to students who have at least a sophomore level of training in college. Um, they'll come in and do six weeks of shadowing and seminars and um That sort of culminates with two weeks where the student will go back out into their home community in rural Alabama and shadow with a local preceptor there. Um, Then beyond that we have what I would consider to be our flagship program um, which is the Rural Medical Scholars Program. This is a program for students who have either already graduated college or who are entering into their senior year Um, here at UA. Um, You don't have to be at UA but in order to do the senior year thing you have to be here at UA. Um, If you've graduated from another institution that's that's perfectly fine. This is started in 1996. This was a program that I completed Um, and uh, it is designed for students who grew up in rural Alabama um, who are interested in practicing medicine in a rural area particularly primary care. Um, so family medicine, internal medicine, pediatrics, um, uh, primarily are our uh, primary care specialties. Um, and so that is a selective medical school admissions program um, that is associated with a master's degree year here at UA. So you would, if you're accepted into the program, uh, you come to the University of Alabama campus here in Tuscaloosa, um, you do a master's degree year uh, you achieve a master's in rural community health. Um, upon completion, successful completion of that, uh, you matriculate into the School of Medicine at UAB and uh, continue on for the four years of medical school. Um, again, we're, we're specifically looking for students who are interested in practicing um, in rural underserved areas um, because that's where the need is right now. Um, and we know that students who are from rural areas are more likely to go back and practice in rural areas than those from urban. Um, so that is, that is our target. Um, we have one other program um, that just debuted last year. Um, so upon graduation, uh, well, upon uh, completion of the third year of medical school, we have something called an integrated residency program. So for students who are interested in family medicine as a specialty and who are interested in staying in Tuscaloosa, um, there is a a program that you can enter in during your fourth year of medical school where you do a specific curriculum. Um, You also shadow a a current third-year resident. So as a fourth-year medical student, you are working with a third-year resident to, uh, to see their clinic patients. Um, typically, when you come into your first year residency, you're assigned a group of patients in clinic to be your continuity patients. Um, this program allows the fourth year medical student to to sort of meet and form those relationships with those continuity patients prior to entering into uh, the residency program. So. Um, the uh, the integrated residency program. If if you're accepted into that, that also carries a twenty thousand um, dollar stipend to offset uh, medical school loans. Um, and it does not guarantee admission into the residency program here, but it gives you um, that you will be highly considered um, as far as as um, as a student wanting to enter into the residency program. So. Um, those are those are basically the programs that we have here available,
1: um, and uh, I'm happy to answer any other questions so those uh seem like some good programs for people in rural communities to get involved in. Um, I was just wondering um, what what would you say is uh, a, a big difference between practicing in rural Alabama versus urban Alabama? Sure. Um,
0: there are several, um, you know, the, the amount of uh, resources available, um, are certainly less in a rural area. Um, you know, having practiced in Pickens County for 10 years, um, I can tell you that, um, particularly on the inpatient side, you know, I was, I took care of patients in the hospital at the, at the local hospital. Um, there aren't any other specialists to uh consult or ask questions of it's basically you um so that's that's a bit of pressure um and um knowing when to have to transfer someone to a higher level of care um is something that's that's not easily taught in particularly in training programs where you are in a you know, a tertiary care center where you have all the other specialties around. Um, so that's definitely a uh, a difference in practicing in a small community. Um, I'd say that one of the really cool things about practicing in a small community is that um, you have a, a great deal of uh, impact on your patient's life. Um, you know, you can you we would we would leave um practice and, and go eat lunch, you know, in our little community and people would all all the time come up and speak to us and say hello. Um it's it's not like practicing in, in a large uh city where you can, you know, you go home behind your gated uh community uh walls and, and you don't see anybody. I mean um you basically live with your patients. You know, you see them at the grocery store, you see them at the ball field, you see them at church you really become a part of the community um which is really cool um and and you really can see the impact that you can have on on a on a community um there's been several studies that that have shown that the economic impact of a family physician in a rural community is about a million dollars per year of practice So, um, that doesn't mean that they're making that much money or that that income comes into the practice, but it it does help the pharmacy stay open, you know, and and all the people that are employed there, and the the home health department, and the nursing home, and the hospital. I mean, there are a lot of things that having a doctor in a community allows that community to do. Sometimes, businesses won't come to a community if they don't have good health care. So... So that's, uh, that's part of the importance of why we're doing what we're doing here at the university, um, trying to uh, expand um, the physician workforce uh, in rural Alabama. Yeah, that's amazing stuff. Um, speaking of the studies that you mentioned, what kind of research is being done at the university that impacts rural health? Well, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, we completed this has been two to three years ago we completed a uh, a study on infant mortality in um in rural Alabama um specifically in Pickens county um, and then used some other counties in the state to sort of compare um what it was like prior to having um a labor delivery department open there. Um, so, the story behind Pickens County is that for a number of years, there was no no doctors delivering babies in the community. And then there was a period of about 10 years in the mid to late 90s to early 2000s, where there were two physicians, family physicians, who had been trained to do deliveries and C-sections, who went and practiced in the county. They opened a labor and delivery department, they delivered in county. And then they, for whatever reason, they left. And then there's another 10 years where you had a physician who was going and just providing prenatal care, so just seeing the pre-birth visits there and then delivering at DCH, which is about an hour away from most communities there. So if you look at the, the, um, the study before anybody was delivering babies, there was terrible infant mortality. Um, worse than in many developing countries. If you look at the period of time where there were two physicians in the community, the infant mortality dropped to below national numbers here, and then afterwards, after they left in the closure of labor and delivery, again, the numbers rose again. Um, not back to the pre-level, um, but still um, more than more than national numbers. Um, which just goes to prove how important having a, a small hospital in a community is, particularly one that, uh, that has delivery services. Because if you travel more than 30 minutes to deliver, um, mortality rates go up tremendously, as do maternal mortality rates, but that's not really what we looked at. Um, there are a lot of other projects going on um, here in our college right now. Um, I can't really speak to all of those. Um, we are actually looking at... Um, some research from the rural medical education side. So we have a database of all of the students who have come through our program, uh, the Rural Medical Scholars Program, and when they graduate, where they go. Do they go to an urban area? Do they go into primary care? Um, And so we are looking at um, admissions data into our program. Um, Anytime you you try to, um, anytime you go uh, to apply to medical school, Um, you write what's called a personal statement, which is basically just, here's why I want to be a doctor. And so we are looking uh, in a qualitative research format. We're looking at the personal statements to see, are are there statements or themes in that uh, that several paragraph um, piece that indicate what will happen down the road? So we're looking at outcomes, and then we're looking back at those uh, those admissions data uh, to see can we identify any themes that are common uh, to people who practice primary care in a rural area um, and that will help us and maybe help others around the country who run other programs similar to ours um, sort of narrow the focus when we when we uh, admit people.
1: So um, by what you're saying uh, I think um Family medicine is probably considered to be a jack of all trades. Would Would you agree with that statement?
0: I would. Um, in our training, we are we are trained in all of the uh, all of the the basic um, clinical um, sciences. So, um, internal medicine, pediatrics, OBGYN, GYN, surgery. Um, so we really can handle almost everything that walks through the door ninety nine percent of the patients who come into my clinic or into the hospital i can I can handle what they need um, certainly, there are procedures that i can 't do you know i don 't do heart catheterizations i don 't take kidney stones out of people i don 't operate and take you know their um, appendicitis out but um the vast majority of of things i can handle and and that 's really one of the reasons that I love family medicine, um, you know, I'm really happy that, that there are, there are people who love to operate on eyeballs and that's all they do every day, but I would be bored to tears. Um, you know, I, I really get excited, um, thinking that, you know, in my clinic, you know, in room one, there's pediatrics in room two, there's dermatology in room three, there's orthopedics and in room four, there's endocrinology. I mean, it's, um, some people that would not be appealing they like you know they they are very specific they want to see the same thing over and over again but um i like the variety of family medicine and uh, and that's what excites me about going in to see patients
1: every day well i know i've drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> <laughs> i i'm convinced family medicine's pretty good um but I just wanted to uh, uh thank you for your time um and sitting down doing the podcast with us. Uh, I really appreciate it and I um I uh, I'm I'm glad we got to do this.
0: Yes, thank you so much for joining us, Doctor Lavender. Thank you.